Welcome to Walk Like a Hebrew. I'm Jody O'Dell. Quick note, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me a favor. Take a few minutes to leave a review or a rating, preferably five stars, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Then follow Walk Like a Hebrew on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Like and share and comment because this will help increase the reach of this program and get the word out about this amazing, abundant life we've found in our Messiah, Yeshua. Thank you. In John fourteen fifteen, we read, If you love me, keep my commandments. What does it mean to be obedient to God? How do we decide if we even should obey, especially in the face of the idea that we cannot earn our salvation and that obedience is equivalent to attempting to earn our salvation? How would we decide which actions are considered acceptable obedience and which actions are an attempt to earn salvation? And if you do decide to obey God, are you in rebellion? My guests in episode 38 are John and Karen Cubes of Monterey, California. They asked themselves this exact question after years of praying for God to guide them in their walk. And his leading opened up some pretty radical doors. Listen in as they share their journey of discovery from both ends of the religious spectrum to a time of separation they call church rehab, and then to the discovery of a way of life they had longed for for so long. Welcome to Walk Like a Hebrew. I'm here today at Sukkot in Arosi, California, with uh, John and Karen Cubes. And how are you guys doing today? We're doing really good. Doing awesome. <laughs> and you having fun? It's great. Great being here. Yeah. It's a great place. It's a great place and there's great people and sometimes crazy things happen, but it's all part of the, it's all part of the fun of it. But uh, So we're here to hear your story about how you guys came into the Torah Walk and how you ended up here. It's a coat with all these crazy people. Crazy people, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So, introduce yourself. Okay, Um, I'm John, and this is my wife Karen. Hello. Um, And we are from Monterey, California, and uh, we're pretty, pretty new to all this. um, But it's been, it's been incredible. It's just been tremendous blessing, and uh, hopefully we can we can convey. How wonderful coming coming into this understanding of of God and His Word has been to us. So, where were you before? Like, what was your life like? What was your faith life like before you came into Torah? I mean, you guys haven't been doing this very long, right? No, no not at all. A year and a half, two years. A year and a half. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. So I I know I met you two Sukkots ago. So this is no, your third Sukkot. This is second. This is your second. Yeah. yeah. It was last year when you code. wanted to do the interview. Yeah, did you come in a van last year? Oh, you probably oh, saw the Shavuot. Shavuot, we had a VW bus. Yeah, yeah, bus, I keep, bus. yeah. <laughs> that I keep thinking it's once a year, but it's like three times a year. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been it's been less than two oh years. Oh my gosh, yeah. okay, wow. John and I both grew up Catholic. Really? Yes, we both grew up Catholic. And we both uh, were from military families. It's very strict. But neither one of us knew the Lord. <laughs> at all and um about 32 years ago we actually both got saved and we started attending christian church we didn't know each other 32 years no ago. we didn't okay. <laughs> but our past kind say, of more than 32 years old <laughs> no i'm 52 <laughs> oh my gosh wow okay. uh, 52 and yes we definitely we met at church and we got married and we were in different churches we were in different denominations um we were trying to raise the kids and we did the whole youth group thing with the older ones we did. The older 
ones. Yeah, God yeah. kind of led us deeper into certain convictions, and one of them was to, to train up our children. Good. How many know. kids do you have? We have what? five. Oh, five children. Have five. And Kayla is our little, She's our baby. The baby. He's yes. here with us. Like Karen said, 30, 32 years or so we've professed Christ. Though we didn't always walk it out, you know, there's a lot of years of maybe lukewarm. Mm-hmm. But our heart has been to, to, to be obedient to what God's called us to. And so some of the things we've done have been kind of a prompting of the Holy Spirit or conviction of the Holy Spirit. And consequently, some of them didn't seem to be the same convictions other people have had. Um, And not that's neither here nor there. You know, I think the Holy Spirit will move different people at different times in different ways. Like Karen said, we attended several different denominations throughout our walk. Not that we were church hopping. Right. Um, I mean, we did. No, I understand. 11 years at Pentecostal Church and kind of went the full pendulum swing. Always searching for um, what were we searching for? Just searching like to walk in obedience and to follow scripture. And I'm trying to find like-minded fellowship and connection. Oh yeah. That was And that was a challenge. I mean, prior to coming in into Torah we probably prayed for years that God would bring us like-minded fellowship and uh, that the Lord would guide us into truth. Those were kind of two, if I can remember, I mean, I don't know. It, it was our prayer over and over and over. And up until a few years ago, I was almost ready to give up on the like-minded fellowship because it seemed like the harder we tried, the more we were like freaks out there and <laughs> just didn't fit in, whether it was, you know, a real liberal denomination or a real conservative denomination. Um, there were just things that we didn't seem to be tracking with what seem to be the norm and so I've discovered that that's because we are a peculiar people amen <laughs> we are a peculiar people that's for sure <laughs> very set peculiar set apart <laughs> called out yeah and so um, yeah we we tried I mean we we were committed we were you know very active in the one church we were at for 11 years we were living in the parsonage for 9 years and we were in leadership we were serving a lot you know, the church was a big part of our life, and Kayla grew up in that, you know. And yet it seemed, from the get-go, we didn't necessarily agree with everything that they promoted or stood for as uh, their distinctives, if you, if you will. Or, um, But we, we tried to hang in there, because I really believe God called us to that church. And even though there was plenty of reasons we probably to leave I never felt God had released us from it and so we stayed at that church like I say for 11 years until I I think God really opened the door and said now is the time and so we left there with the Pentecostal church we went from there um, the other end of the pendulum to a Reformed Baptist church (laughs) we actually before we went to the other church we took a little break sabbatical there's some things happened and we decided that we were going to take a break and just stay at home and worship and pray and study and read. And we called ourselves, you know, people would ask us, what are you, what are you guys doing? And we would say, we're on church rehab, kind of just like taking a break right now. <laughs> and so we, we stayed actually, like that for like two years. That's actually very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah we were in church rehab and people thought we had forsaken the assembly. We were, we were backslidden. Uh, they, were, they were praying for us. They said, we've been praying for you because yes. we weren't. We weren't there every Sunday, and so we had but, people uh, praying for our salvation yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. as we were. But it was a great time where we really grew a lot, and we, you know, even more, we were 
more even more disconnected, but at the same time wanting fellowship. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go back and try church one more time. <laughs> and um, we tried another denomination, and it was just the same old thing again. It yeah. wasn't any different. And, it's a different um, little twist, huh? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't any different. What was the thing, though? I mean, uh, the, the thing. thing. The, the aha switch. moment. The aha moment. The yeah. aha moment. Like I said, we were we were trying to walk in obedience yes. to what the Lord was calling us to. We were trying to live out the scriptures and be a salt and light, if you will, whatever. And it's like different denominations would have some ideas about how that looks, mm-hmm. okay? But some of those didn't necessarily. Well, they weren't producing the fruit in our life we wanted, and they uh, weren't congruent with one another. So... During this journey, while we were in church rehab for that couple of years, we were really looking into scripture. We were also um, taking in other teachings. And when I when I mention the convictions, it's like some of the things like Halloween. For years, we hadn't celebrated Halloween because we knew it was, you know, a celebration of evil. And it, it's like, it, this can't be glorifying God. And so the churches that we went to had different variations hallelujah night or family fun night or or trunk or treat they did trunk or treat so we had all these other christian versions of how to the fall festival fall festival we had that the the bales of hay we had the fall festivals so we went through how many variations of christian halloween and we thought no we don't want to do that and so the church we were at for 11 years we got chastised because we weren't part of serving at family fun night or trunk or treat okay so move fast forward we started seeking the truth more and we found stuff on like youtube there's um the ministry that we listened to and talking about one of the topics the guy mentioned was the origins of christmas and easter the pagan connections which i think i maybe heard a little bit of that at some point but i i didn't know how bad it all was yeah you know that's, and a, that's a deep little rabbit hole in it. it it is and so the more we looked at things like that i mean once once we knew the truth about those it's like there's no going back there's no <laughs> your eyes are open there's no going no, back yeah you, you you can't you can't you know un, unlearn what you just and so we had stopped doing christmas and easter we'd done with halloween and this is way before ever hearing the term Hebrew roots or um, Torah observant, any of that. I, di- I didn't know that was a thing. Okay, but we had done, we walked away from certain things. And then my wife was um, thinking, okay, we're not doing Christmas, we're not doing Easter, but we need to do something else. And so what can we do in place of that? Because for one, we're out of fellowship. It's just my wife, my daughter, and I, you know, reading the word and, and trying to be fed. And then the guilt of, well, we're forsaking fellowship. And so, and and all, every thought goes through your head. Or are we just in rebellion, you know? And, and, you know, it's, are we just, am I actual? And and I've always, we've always believed in in submission to the Father. Being yielded to, you know, seeking His will. But I felt like maybe it's us, you know? Am I being too picky? You know, because it's like this denomination's not happening, this one isn't. And God kept, it's seemingly closing doors. And I got wrestling, is it just me? Am I am I a rebel? Am I not submitted? And, you know, definitely it seems like we're out of, we're forsaking the assembly. And so we need it fellowship. We want it fellowship. And we want it, if we're not going to do Christmas, we're not going to do Easter, what do we do? And so I guess we 
how did we start celebrating keeping the Sabbath? Uh, we, I found something on YouTube that I was watching that mentioned the Way documentary. And oh, so oh, I actually oh. ordered the documentary yeah. and I showed it. We sat down one night and watched it as a family. And a lot of it resonated, like, because we, we could relate to it, like the Christmas, the mm-hmm. Easter, all that we could relate to. But then when my husband heard the part about keeping Torah, he was like, nope. He could not. He was like, "We're not doing that." Like that is. It was too hard for us to grasp that everything we'd been taught for 30, 30 years or whatever yep. was was really wrong. And so we set it aside. That was like in October, and then um, in December we made an attempt at doing like a Hanukkah. We had no idea what we were doing, and we didn't even know if we were. We felt like we were sinning by doing it, kind of, because we didn't. We were taught that we shouldn't be doing that. We don't want know? to go back under the law, or, <laughs> right? You know, and so. It's um, like, uh, that January, just a few months later, we were going to start a home fellowship, and my husband started looking online. He wanted to uh, kind of get some pointers on what to do, so we went on YouTube, and he stumbled upon 119 Ministry. <laughs> let, let me, can I interject? Oh, yeah. Okay. So backing up with the Way documentary, because I was totally excited when we got the thing, because I think on the title it, it says Leaving Christianity. Churchianity. Churchianity. Yep. Leaving Churchianity to walk like your savior or follow your savior and i'm thinking okay i know what we've been doing isn't right or it doesn't seem to be there's there's something more there's something missing and so i was totally excited and we get halfway into the video and there's things i really like but then they're out there blowing their show flowers and waving their flags and i'm thinking I'm not blowing no. I'm not blowing no shofar. You know, (laughs) it's funny because that was the thing. Our first Passover, and they started blowing shofars, and my husband was like, "I am out of here. I am out. We are not doing doing this." And so I actually I shared that with my wife. She knew I wasn't pleased with all that, (laughs) and so I thought she threw the video away. But I don't know if you tucked it it in the cupboard. Put it in the cupboard. (laughs) So my wife, my daughter, and I are all tracking like perfect perfect unity moving away from mainstream church uh, to something different which we couldn't identify but we knew God was God was leading it it was the Holy Spirit because this couldn't have been orchestrated by us and so uh, but no I'm not going to blow a shofar I'm not going to do these Jewish things whatever they are I like my bacon. You like <laughs> I, more than that, I like shellfish. I love tapino. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like the, the thought. Was, and so, how can you live in Monterey? And yeah, yeah. And so this, it was, it was too much, too fast, and um, too much that we had been well taught to undo it overnight. I guess does that make, yep, make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and so fast forward, like my wife says, our last ditch effort at uh, a church that we went to. We love the people there. And, and a, lot, a lot of these churches, we love the people. We love the pastors. Um, one Sunday, tried it out, and we, we decided, okay, we're going to, this is where we belong. People are friendly. We were, a lot of familiar faces. And simultaneously, like my wife said, we, God had laid it on our heart to do a home fellowship maybe two years before, but I was too much of a coward or too lazy or insecure. But it was like right when he gave us the green light to do the fellowship, we started going to his church. And we let the pastor know, hey, you know, we're happy to be here, but God, I feel, wants us to do this home fellowship. And so the pastor said, great, we'll do it. I went on YouTube to find out how to do this home fellowship. The first thing that pops up was 119 Ministries, how to do a home fellowship. And I, was, I loved it. Took a lot of notes and was good pointers for how to do it. The fellowship's going fine. I watched some other 119 videos, and they really 
resonated with me. There's one called uh, The Church, His Model. And so I'm watching these 119 videos, getting kind of a different perspective on things. My girls, my wife, and my daughter are also checking this out as well as a few other things. And we're realizing what we're hearing over here is not what we've been hearing for 30 years. It's stuff that it wasn't new information, but information that we had glossed over, I guess. You know, and we read our one-year Bibles for years, so we were reading Old Testament, New Testament. We were reading it all, but it was all filtered through doctrines of specific churches, yes. doctrines of men. That's you know, exactly whether it was a Pentecostal yep. doctrine or a Baptist doctrine. And then when we stripped away those those filters and just went to the Scripture, we heard something completely different. Well, the good thing about 119 Ministries is they only take things out of the Scriptures. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they have it there for you. Right. And they always say, don't take my word for it. Test everything. Test everything. Test everything. Test everything. Yeah. Yep, and so I, I think that's what God was showing yeah. us, to test everything. Yeah. Is this internal battle? Uh, am I in rebellion? Are we, have we lost our mind? You know. But when we did test everything, God was proving himself. Yes. God was proving himself. 119 ministries, huh? That was the thing. Uh, or, that was, was like a big a, one. A bunch think, of things. Huh? Uh, we actually, I actually stumbled. So after the 119 ministry moment, and he's, he called us, Kayla and I, both into the living room one night, and he said, I have to show you this video. And we sat down and we watched that video on 119. And then I said, do you know what they're saying? And I'll, he said, Yeah, you know yes. what this means? <laughs> and I said, but that was the same thing in the Wave video that you said you didn't like. He's like, I know. And I was like, so you're saying you believe this now? And he's like, yes. yes. And I'm like, we were just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I finally caught up to my wife and my daughter. <laughs> it was only a few months. It wasn't that long. It was a few months, yeah. But it was like it confirmed. Uh, ironically, it's like when we watched the Way documentary and we're seeing the guys from 119, as well as an interview with Brian, who's here yeah. at, at yep. Rosie. Yep. We you know, looked up all like, the we looked at all, we looked up all the people that played in the video. Right. Okay, this is how one of the ways we ended up there. We looked up different people that spoke in the video, and um, one of them was Brad Scott. And when I saw that he was going to be teaching somewhere, not here, but somewhere else, I think it was in Tennessee or somewhere, but we couldn't travel there, and it was too far. And I was like, well, maybe in the future he'll come somewhere else. And I think he was supposed to come here, and so. Um, it was around Passover. It was January at the time, but I ended up finding this website for Rosie, and um, we actually called, and, and I think John talked to Brian for quite some time, and we really wanted to start, you know, by coming down here for Passover, and we did. That was the first time, and we cool. didn't, at that time, we still didn't know he, what Hebrew roots were or anything. We didn't know there was a name for it, that there was a whole bunch of people that were running around doing this, you know. Blowing shofars and waving flags. Yes. Waving flags. <laughs> we got here, we stuff just, I'm not going to do. <laughs> the, the day we got here, we just wept. Like, it was like we were home, you know. Yeah. It's like we found our home. Isn't and, that the um, truth? It was just yeah. so, we were on this, all on the same page, and it was just really really special and you know we've been we've been doing it's just been getting better and better god was so faithful where we had prayed you know Uh for for like-minded fellowship our prayer for guiding us to truth it was exceedingly abundantly more than we could have asked for or imagine (laughs) when i say you know it's been a year and a half or two years it, it was way before that that we had come into torah about and a four or five year process. Four or five, yeah, yeah, process. Before we even knew what we were actually doing. Where we, we had dropped, you know, Halloween, yeah. Christmas and Easter, yeah. 
and we had even started doing Sabbath, but we didn't. It was it was other things that were leading us there. Uh, it was the Holy Spirit. Just reading the scripture. Yeah. Trying to be obedient. Yeah. So it was a walk of obedience, and God was faithful and brought us here and blessed us beyond anything we could imagine. You know. That seems to be a common theme. People who love God, who want to please God, and they know somehow we just can intuit that in the church we're not pleasing God. Yeah. We're, and and they'll tell you you're not doing enough. You don't have enough faith. Uh, you know you gotta you gotta volunteer more. You're not tithing. And oh my God, be on the board. Yeah, we were we were deep in the thick of ministry, so we we heard all that, and I knew there was something more. My wife knew there was something more. But the thing is, is people start praying for God to show them the truth. I believe that people who are here sincerely prayed for the Lord to show them His truth, His ways. I know there are people who are not here in this walk who also pray for God to show them His ways and His truth. But I believe that they were like I was before when I prayed that and I was very sincere but what I was really looking for was for what I already believed to be confirmed right you know what I mean yeah absolutely you know it, it was confirmation bias is, is the term for it now no that's interesting I, I think there are definitely sincere people in the church who they wouldn't recognize it if it hit them in the yeah. face with a truck or something right because it doesn't conform to what they already believe it is a very special person who is willing to let their foundations be rocked. Yeah. Who's willing to say, God, even if you kill me, if you slay me, if you ruin my life, I still want to know. Yeah. And that's how we end up here. Because it does ruin lives. Yeah, every, it tears everything down. You're surrendering everything. Nothing. Yeah. And it builds back up in the, into something a million times better, like you said, than what yeah. we could ever ask or imagine. But... When you're down there and you're just dust, you don't know. You don't know right. what's going to happen, you know. And he, that's that's comforting, like that one passage about um, you have one Father, your Heavenly Father, you have one Teacher, the Christ. Yes. And, and that helped me when I thought I was in rebellion, you know, and not submitted to a pastor or a local church. Right. And, and what you're saying about it, it's like it, this whole moving away from that into into discovering all of scriptures God breathed and it's unsettling and exciting at the same time yes. and so that whole gamut of emotions um, I think we went through yeah. and, uh, did you grieve? grieve? it was pretty hard and I, there were some times where I wasn't sure we were like what are we doing it's like do I really <laughs> trust that this is going to work out because yeah. you know, it's yeah. a lot of years to undo a certain amount of wrong thinking now how did your family react? Like, well, our older kids were—they were talking amongst each other and like, are they Jewish now? Like, what is happening? They're in a cult, you know. We've gotten—we're in a cult. We're, we're trying to earn our Jewish. salvation. Um, we're trying to be Jewish, which was ironic because I was the one that didn't want to blow the shofar. And the pastor of our last church, he said, "Sounds like you're trying to be Jewish, Sean." And I said, no, yeah. we're just trying to be obedient. It wasn't necessarily well received and embraced by people we right, know right. and, and I we think tra- you we said trained one them to um, do what we were doing for all the years that yeah. we raised them yeah. you know our oldest is almost is 32 so they grew up in that and they just haven't their eyes haven't been opened quite yet you know they're still 
trying yeah. to embrace whatever we're doing. But they have joined us um, for Shabbat dinner and stuff, but they don't quite understand all that we're doing. You know. No, and with some some of the resistance, or um, like for myself with some of my Christian friends that I really respect, that really are seeking, you know, that that know Scripture, um, got some of the biggest pushback, and I think it is because. Uh, what you said earlier about seeking the truth, but making it fit with the, the, the truth you've already, you know, this particular version of the truth, whether it's this doctrine or that doctrine, um, you're seeking a truth within that context. Yes. Rather than just God's truth. So what do you do for a living? Uh, I do construction work. Okay. Yeah. So how has that been affected by your new faith and your weird holidays? Uh not much. I'm I'm really very blessed. Um, oh, thankfully, my wife was a nurse, and she had left that six years ago. Things could have looked different, but I'm kind of self-employed. I work for a, a contractor in Monterey, and he's semi-retired, okay. and so we have a lot of flexibility. And cool. so, as far as getting the time off to come here and celebrate the feast, um, there's a lot of other things that probably a lot of people coming into this. Um, it would be very difficult to reconcile yeah. um, their work with yeah. with moving over to this. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to work on Saturday, and yeah. and I don't have to if I want to take time off and can afford to get out here. Uh, you know, when I say and affording to get out here, somehow God God provides. Yeah, and so um, we sometimes in shocking ways. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> so we've we've decided. You know. God commands this. We're gonna, gonna we're gonna, we're gonna do it, and uh, and He has been so faithful. He's been so faithful, and so yeah, my work hasn't hasn't affected him much. And my boss, the contractor, he's a strong Christian. He used to pray with his guys every day, and my coworkers, uh, mostly Catholic, we pray in the morning, and so um, they probably think it's a little weird because I don't eat. You know, they bring pork. A lot, you know, at lunchtime, and I'm not indulging in their pork tamales or pork, whatever it is. And, um, but, um, yeah, they're my brothers in the Lord still, and so that's that hasn't been any kind of a problem, really. That's a huge blessing. There are a lot of people who have a very hard time with being able to live life in our modern world and still keep the peace. I definitely think it was a blessing that I quit my job when I did. Yeah. Because it would oh, have looked so very many different. Reasons. Yeah. <laughs> for so many reasons. But I think it would have been really different because I definitely wouldn't have gotten the time off. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that was part of God bringing us here because that was a step of faith. Yeah. You know, Monterey is a really expensive place to live. And it's like, we how are we? kids to raise. Yeah, we've got five kids and grandkids, and how are we going to do it on one income? And then my wife had the conviction way before me that she needed to pour into our kids homeschooling them and not being split between working and, and being a wife and mother yeah. and so I was always terrified because the numbers just didn't seem to work <laughs> you know it, it's God's got to do this because it's, it's God's I, math yeah God's, God's math, math is, is above our math yeah even the little things though one of the big things was we didn't want to lose our insurance because I had the insurance with my job and we were going to the emergency room with the kids like every week 
something was happening. But when once I quit my job, I think we've only been to the emergency room once in six years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's uh, been, and it was, it was, you know. Yeah, God, God bless us, obedient. Well, she said before she quit working at the hospital, the hospital is not our provider. God's for our provider. And, and I'm over here, yeah, but uh, how are we gonna how are we gonna survive? <laughs> you know. But once we stepped out into We're doing better now than we were when I was working. I in, don't know how. In so many ways. Yeah, in so many I'll, ways. I think it's a, a lot of it's a paradigm shift. Yeah. yeah. You don't spend the same way you did. No, we were in debt. More frugal. Yeah. You we don't were go in into debt, debt. And we're not in debt anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you and you just you live your life in a different way. You know, I don't yeah. know if it's important or not, but um, when you mentioned that you said something about learning things you start to learn as you come into this walk uh-huh. and something that's been huge for us is um, understanding about the betrothal and just the whole covenant the and ketubah. the ketubah and looking at things that we're, we're told are bad things and looking at them from God's perspective and so that's been beautiful it's really been beautiful to discover how deep his love is, you know, and to see it pouring out of every page, you know. All right, so resources. Who are your favorite resources? I still like to do 119 Ministries. Who was that other one you mentioned real quick? Oh, Tom Bradford we watched for a while. Yeah. Uh, you like Patriot Nurse. <laughs> I love her. She's feisty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> She's feisty. I do. I like Patriot Oh, and Zach Bauer, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, you know who's... Um, I like uh, Steve from 119. What's the Torah Steve family? Steve yeah. Torah family. And, of course, a lot of times on Shabbat we do the Jacob's tent. So. I do that occasionally myself. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we drive, we drive here. Sometimes. Yeah. You drive down here for Shabbat sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Cool. Wish yeah, I we, could. Yeah, we, we like these guys here. Truth Unedited is one of them that he's not Torah observant, but... He doesn't believe in Sunday worship and um, okay. doesn't believe in celebrating Christmas and Easter and, and yeah. so. So he's almost Torah. He's I think there. so. <laughs> he seems, and, and, and beyond that, just a lot of his stuff on church history, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, like if you want to go back and see how we got to where we are yeah. from there, you know, yeah. <laughs> how we went from being a gathering of the way to, you know, 60,000 denominations, he, he sheds a lot of light on that stuff. Sometimes we watch Assembly of Called Out Believers. Assembly of Called Out Believers. Do they have video? Sometimes, like YouTube. Yeah. YouTube, yeah. It goes through the Torah portion. Awesome. Well, yeah. We're still so new, though, so we're not authorities on that. that I, you know what? <laughs> I'm still new. How many years? You said 2014. 2014, and I still feel like I am brand new to this. Yeah. It's Another so baby Christian sucking off the fire hose. exciting <laughs> every, every time. I mean... At the beginning, my learning curve was like this. Now it's a little more like this, yeah. just because I did all that already. Right. You know, those truth bombs right. that just rock your world. No, not as much world rocking anymore, but yeah. man, the faith building and the just the joy yeah. of learning. Yeah. Faith building. That's coming into this. It's so faith building. It's so life giving it's well and and the other thing i noticed is the hunger and the thirst okay for righteousness righteousness yeah yeah is not waning when i first became a christian a a real christian and when i was 24 i got the hunger and the thirst and it lasted about six months and then i just became a pew sitter 
And then, of course, I was trying to get back the hunger and the thirst, you know, restore to me the joy of my salvation, right? That was my (laughs) mantra. That's all I can think of. That was my thing for a long time. So I got involved in everything, church staff, all the ministries and this and that, because I thought maybe if I can instill this joy in other people, I'll get back the joy of my salvation. Coming into Torah, it's just it just bubbles up all the time. I don't have to try to force it. I don't have to wonder where it went. It's just there. Living water. Yes. Never thirst again. Never thirst again. Well, thank you guys for coming over and sitting down. Thank you for listening to Walk Like a Hebrew. If you enjoy this program, please leave a review on our Facebook page or your podcast app. You can find links to the resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes by visiting the link tree in our Instagram, bio, and Facebook, or by visiting sheholdsforth.com. Walk Like a Hebrew is a ministry of Roadside Ministries, a faith-based private membership organization. I can now offer tax receipts for donations made to Roadside Ministries for the podcast. Please email me at sheholdsforth at gmail.com for more information. There are other ways to support Walk Like a Hebrew, including getting yourself some sweet merchandise on eBay or Etsy, or subscribing to this show at podhero.com. As always, many, many thanks to Jack Lane for the music. May Yahovah bless you. We'll catch you next time.